Welcome to the Tokyo Lens Podcast, and as always, if you are a regular listener, welcome back. You know those episodes where we get really distracted and we go off onto long sidebars and tell stories and anecdotes? Well, today, today we're doing one of those because I am sharing the best way to spend your first day in Tokyo. Whether you're arriving and you just have the evening available or whether you have a full day, I'm going to go through a whole bunch of different options and how to get the feel for Tokyo right away when you arrive. The best way to just enjoy that first day. So now, obviously, not everybody comes in through Tokyo. If you come in through another airport, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, and maybe I'll do a piece of content on how to spend your first day in Kansai or something like that. But for today, with the majority of people coming in through Narita Airport or Haneda, we're going to focus on this. Now, I've talked in previous pieces of content about the difference in these two airports, Narita being the main international airport. It is actually outside of Tokyo in Chiba. It is a big airport and lots of flights coming in and out, but it's a little far from Tokyo. It can take you upwards of anywhere from an hour or more, two to three hours to get into the city. Now, Haneda is a lot closer. Haneda is actually basically right in the city. It'll only take you maybe 30, 40 minutes to get in all things considered, but we're going to talk first off and foremost about what to do when you arrive at the airport. Now, one thing I have always been a big believer in especially if you want to travel japan is getting the japan rail pass japan rail pass is a one two or three week pass that lets you travel jr lines unlimited including boats yada yada look it up it's really cool now this is one thing that a lot of people ask is it really worth it should i get the jr pass yes you should just get it travel get out of tokyo enjoy the countryside just just go everywhere now this pass here you can exchange it as soon as you get to narita airport so if you have opted to get a japan rail pass that's the first thing i recommend you do head there exchange your pass in the office one of the reasons i recommend this is in the office there's going to be a a whole bunch of knowledgeable people and b a ton of little pamphlets and maps and stuff like that and in the age of smartphones we may not need our maps as much but trust me if your wi-fi router or your sim card kicks out you're gonna want it now for wi-fi I personally have always used iVideo Wi-Fi. They gave me a router like a year or two ago. It's always served me fairly well. In my entire time using it here in Tokyo, I've had about four to five days worth of problems. I've used it all over the country and have never had connection issues uh, other than places that my cell phone wouldn't even connect like deep in the mountains. And no, they're not a sponsor. They don't pay me any money to say this. They just give me Wi-Fi all the time, but it's Wi-Fi that's good and it works. Like I'm a creator and I depend on this Wi-Fi for my internet connection, for my live streams and everything. And I have not had an issue with them yet. So I recommend them to a certain degree, mostly up above all else because it's quick and it's cheap. If you happen to find something cheaper, I say go with that. But you know, I'm all about the cost cutting, especially when you want to spend your money on the trip itself. But right there, so you've gotten into the airport, you've exchanged your pass, you've grabbed a couple maps just in case. The next thing you're going to want to do is acquaint yourself with the trains. Now, depending on whether you're at Narita or Haneda, your train options are going to be different. Also, depending on where you're going. A 
basic, super brief rundown is you're going to be looking at things like in Narita, you're going to be looking at the Keisei line, which has local trains. It has the Skyliner. And then you're going to be looking at the Narita Express. A lot of people will default to the Narita Express. I'm a bigger fan of the Keisei Skyliner just because it is super quick. But either way, you're looking at $20 to $30, about two to 3,000 yen for one of those trains. It will give you your own dedicated seat where you can sit down, you can pull out the table tray, you can have a snack, maybe work on your computer. But if you're looking to just do cost cutting and you only plan on just sitting and relaxing and enjoying the scenery on the train anyway, and you don't really care how crowded it is, there is the option to take the Keisei local lines, which will get you into the Tokyo area for as low as around anywhere from 1,000 to 1,200 yen, so $10 to $12. Now, that that's trains. That is the airport and trains. I also recommend before you get on these, a really important thing that people do not think of is, A, if you haven't already, make sure that you've got some money. I know it sounds really obvious, but the number of people that I have picked up in Tokyo and they're like, yeah, I forgot to exchange any money at the airport. Um, I don't have any money. I need to get to an ATM or a bank or something like that. And so like just at the airport, remember to get money, like set a little reminders list for yourself to do at the airport and just box off that list, exchange my pass, learn about the trains, grab some money and one more hit the little convenience store right there in the airport. It's a really good experience. You get in and you get to see, ah, so this is kind of a peek at what a Japanese convenience store is. It's like an, it's like an appetizer because there's these tiny little ones there in the airport that aren't full-blown convenience stores, but you can still like right there, you arrive, you grab some snacks, you grab an onigiri, like a rice ball, you grab yourself a drink, you get a little taste of the country right there and you have at least an hour's train ride ahead of you so why not kick back and enjoy some japanese snacks or food again this works a lot better if you're taking one of the private trains i do not recommend sitting down on a local train filled with people and opening up a bag of snacks you can people do do it it's just not taking the best japanese people don't tend to uh eat in those type of trains. But again, we've talked about that before. So moving on to getting into Tokyo itself. Now, there are a whole range of areas that you could go. You could do what I used to do when I first came to Japan and head straight for Shibuya Crossing. That was my thing. I would get into Tokyo, head straight for Shibuya Crossing, and I would grab myself a beef bowl at Matsuya Gyudon, just sauteed beef and onions on a bowl of rice, and just, mm, I was in Japan. That was like my routine every single time. But... Over time, I realized that that routine was missing something. It really, it gave me the feel of like being in central Tokyo right off the bat. And so I started to search for a new routine. I, I looked at stuff like, you know, going out to Shinjuku and the tall buildings. And again, um, do not be surprised if you come to Japan for the first time and you get out to Shinjuku and you're like, wait... These, these these are not these are not tall buildings at all. All of these buildings are really short. I felt this when I came in, and I actually recently had the opportunity to meet some viewers of the channel, and they were like, we were so surprised at how short all the buildings in Tokyo are. You see the photos from above, you see stuff online, and it looks like this giant metropolis with towering buildings everywhere. 
but the only place that really has tall buildings and in a, in a great density or population is Shinjuku. And they're not even that tall. No, they're not. Because of earthquakes and building regulations and general safety, the buildings in Japan, especially if you come from a city like New York or Toronto, will seem much, much smaller to you. But getting out of this sidebar and back into the main point, there is one thing that I recommend highly when you come into Tokyo. There is one space that has it all and will give you the real like feel for Tokyo and set your trip up to just be amazing and that is the area of Ueno. Now this is extra great because the Narita Express doesn't come directly into Ueno but if you take the Keisei Skyliner or the Keisei local trains it will drop you off right near Ueno Park and that's going to be part of what we talk about but Ueno is a great area in Tokyo because you have so much around there and such a variety in the span of I'd say 30 minutes walking distance you can get out of the station you can get into the Ameyoko market which really has a Tokyo feel to it or you can head down towards the Asakusa area which has a real stamachi back street old Tokyo feel to it you can find temples and shrines all over the place some big and beautiful you can make your way through the park and enjoy the atmosphere of the park you can go down to the pond the shinobazu ike or the shinobazu pond and depending on the season it is it's, it's unique and beautiful in every season in a different way with lotuses blooming or just the fall colors or the summer festivals going on and the yatai and street food that comes up it is an amazing place to be. But one of the reasons I recommend this area, aside from the fact that whether you arrive with a full day ahead of you or just a little bit of time, this sets you up. You can enjoy all of Ueno for like a full day or just a couple hours and you still get a pretty decent image of what Tokyo is. So my personal flow coming into Ueno, if I wasn't living near the area, come in, and I drop off my locker, my drop off my locker, I drop off my bags in a locker. Now, before I do this, I make one very important stop. I believe you can do this at the airport as well, but I prefer to do it right at a JR station. You're going to want to get yourself a Suica card or a Passmo. They're basically the same thing, just different brands. You can use them all over Japan at this point. If you don't know what it is, it is a prepaid IC card that you can use to pay for everything in Japan. These things, Japan is a very cash-based country, so not a lot of places will actually accept uh, credit cards and almost nowhere accepts debit cards. Everyone just carries cash in order to kind of mitigate some of the potential disaster in carrying around a giant wad of cash. People will also load up their Suica or Pasmo cards. And when I say these things can be used for everything, I mean they can be used for pretty much literally everything. You can go to restaurants and pay. You can pay at the convenience stores. You can pay for taxi rides. You can pay for pretty much anything. I have paid for car parking. I have paid for just entrance to things. You you name it. It is available to be paid for by Suica. They're great little cards. The main usage for them, though, 
is to travel on the train lines. And if you haven't gotten a JR Pass, or if you are using Tokyo Metro, you just tap the card and boom, you are on the train. These also give you a little, like really like several cent discount per train ride. And so, you know, you, you got that, you got a, a cheaper train ride. I don't know if they still have that. Um, I'm, I'm going to assume that they do and just leave that in there just like that. You can also transfer them to your phone because when you get a Suica card, it takes like half the value. You have to put in at least, I think you have to put in a thousand yen and it like takes 500 yen as a deposit for the card. But I discovered last year that if you transfer the card to your phone, like your iPhone or something like that, it actually gives you the full thousand yen value in your phone, which is pretty cool. I think somebody once messaged me and was like, I tried it on Android and it didn't give me the full thousand yen value. So be forewarned that it might not. But hey, if you're already only at 500 yen and you go to 500 yen on your phone, it's not like you've lost anything. So no harm in trying. Now, I recommend getting one of these right away and then going and dropping your stuff off at a locker. I recommend this because even a lot of the lockers can be paid for with a Suica card. Now drop your stuff off at the locker and then you can do either. You can head into the park and start your time in Tokyo with something more peaceful. But I personally like to head straight into Ameyoko Market. Heading into Ameyoko Market makes you feel like you have stepped straight into Asia. They are narrow streets. There is food vendors all over the place. There are shops, restaurants, bars, you name it, neon lights, all of it. It is right beside the train tracks. It has a very unique and spectacular feeling and atmosphere. To this day is by far one of my favorite places in all of Tokyo. And I cannot recommend it enough. It is it's one of those very underrated spaces. Like Everyone wants to go to Shinjuku. Everyone wants to check out Shibuya Crossing. These things I understand. If those are high on your list or just Tokyo is high on your list, Ameyoko Market is a place that you need to be checking out. And I love to start the trip there because it is Tokyo and at the same time is uniquely different from Tokyo in many ways and will give you this, this special feeling that just starts your trip off well. Now, it is not uncommon to instantly be overwhelmed by the vast groups of people and the shoving and the, just the crowds and the lights and everything. And this, this is why Ueno is perfect. And this is why I recommend starting with the market. Because right out of there, if you're like, this has become a bit much for me, this has triggered my anxiety, this has just been overstimulating, or I am just far too excited and I need a bit of a space to calm down. You got two options. You can go sideways out of the market and find yourself in the quiet Shitamachi back streets of Tokyo with short classic old houses and onsen and sento spas and all of that little public baths. Or you can make your way over to the park. The park is beautiful. The deeper you go in the park, the more you find there's a gorgeous pond with water shooting up in the air. That was my phone. I did not realize it was not on silent. All right. There is even like a beautiful shrine hidden right there inside of the, 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 the park itself. It's got this long, luxurious walk through. It's, it's one of those things. I, I, I 
probably should be doing all of this in a video, but I kind of wanted to share it with you guys here in the podcast first, but the park is spectacular. One of my favorite places in the park, as I said before, is down by the pond. And if you step outside of the park, get behind the park, again, you're going to find more little temples and shrines. And it's just an amazing place to be. It's incredible that right beside such a busy, crowded market like the Amiyoko Market, there's this peaceful place of serenity and nature. Now, when I say nature, do keep in mind that I remember when I very first moved to Japan, I, I was in love with Ueno Park and I talked to a friend who had lived here for 10 years and he was like, oh, I can't stand Ueno Park. And I was like, why, man? And he's like, there's no grass. I'm like, fair enough. There's lots of trees, but it is a paved park. So if you're thinking park with grass and everything like that, maybe Ueno Park is in the park for you. Yogi is really good for that, but it's, again, not the best way to start your trip. It might be. You know, Yogi and whatnot kind of works in the same way. Like, technically, it's a much longer walk and it would take you much more time. You'd probably need half a day rather than just like an evening. But if you wanted to pull off the same effect, you could hit Shibuya, which would be a lot further. You're probably looking at like two hours, two and a half hours from the airport. Uh, might be able to do it in an hour and a half, hour and 40 on like the Narita Express, but I doubt it. And then from there, make your way out to Yoyogi Park. But again, you can walk from Shibuya to Yoyogi Park, but you're looking at a good 30 minutes to get into the park. Whereas the Amiyoko to the park, you're looking like five minutes right there. And it's the first stop right outside, like the first major Yamanote line stop other than like Nippori on these Keisei lines and whatnot. So one of the biggest reasons that I recommend this is just it is the time saver option. You can do it in an evening. If you arrive at Tokyo at like 8 p.m. and you just want to get a feel for Tokyo before you head off to your hotel, hit Ueno. If you've got a half day and you want to enjoy that juxtaposition between something like a busy Tokyo market and the parks, hit Ueno. If you want to enjoy even more, one of my favorite parts about it is that two of my other favorite areas in Tokyo are literally just around the corner. If you walk down the Ameyoko market and you keep going for about 20 to 25 minutes, you will look around and be like, I feel like I've seen this place somewhere before. And it's at that moment that you will realize that you are in Akihabara. Ueno and Akihabara are very, very much walking distance. They are basically right beside each other with a very small gap in between. And that gap is filled with stamachi backstreet magic. I absolutely love it. And if you were to go in the opposite direction, kind of break off to the side, within 20 minutes, you can walk out to Asakusa, which will give you the traditional old Tokyo feel. You'll have access to the giant Sumida River and the beauty of the boats going along the river, whether it be day or night. You will have a clear shot view of the sky tree, which by the way, is only another 20 to 30 minute walk from Asakusa itself. So getting off the train at Ueno is the absolute perfect way to start the day, in my opinion. But you're not done just yet. So let's talk about maybe two to three more things that I feel are really, really important. First off and foremost, this this sounds like I feel I feel like I'm I'm gonna be your parent here saying this, but trust me on this in every way. Hydrate yourself. When you travel, 
Ooh, especially when you get off a plane. Oh my Lord. Oh, the dehydration that will hit you and that will only make the jet lag so much worse. So if you truly and really want to enjoy your time in Tokyo, make sure that you were hydrating this entire time. As a personal flow, I like to grab one drink at the airport at that combini I told you about. Make sure I finish it off on the train. As soon as I get into the area of Ueno, I swing by a vending machine and grab myself like another bottle of water. I work through that bottle in about an hour, hour and a half, and then I will grab at least one more. And all of this is assuming that I have arrived in Tokyo in the evening. Once you have hydrated your yourself you're gonna probably want to grab your stuff from the locker and head to the hotel now you may be staying in this area a lot of people have said to me i stayed in ueno or i stayed in asakusa a lot of people staying in asakusa lately and that is absolutely great i would say just head directly to asakusa rather than worrying about spending your money on a locker and everything because you can still experience all of this but i would say before venturing out into asakusa Give yourself a feel for the surrounding area. I always try to avoid spending time in the area where my hotel is right off the bat. And that's just because, if, especially if I have like four or five days in that area, I know that that's where I'm going to be going back to on the end of a very tired and jet lagged day. I'm going to find myself there anyway. But you're going to want to get to the hotel, drop your stuff off, and then believe it or not, hydrate one more time somebody recently asked me like what is your trick for jet lag well my trick for jet lag is actually preparing a couple days in advance i'm actually heading off to canada almost instantly and i've been preparing for the last two days adjusting my sleep schedule and hydrating the heck out of myself just non-stop for the past like three to four days i feel healthy i feel great i'm gonna do some exercise before my flight and then i'm i've chosen my sleep time but anyways now i'm getting distracted and aside from it now the other thing is what do you eat when you first come to tokyo i feel like i have absolutely no place saying this because you probably have your own thing that you want to eat you have it in your mind already a lot of people are landing and they're like i want to get ramen right away or a lot of people land and they're like oh i want to get you know yakitori right away but if you don't know if you have absolutely no idea what you want to eat and you have no major dietary restrictions and first off you're a very lucky person because there's so many people like my poor little brother was unable to eat 90% of things in Japan but the 10% that he was able to eat was he can't eat any bread products his body doesn't react well to it but lucky enough lucky enough luckily enough luck, let's go with that one luckily enough Japan has entire bakeries that make cakes out of rice flour and so he was able to enjoy cake for the first time in probably half a decade if not longer we went out to these shops it was one of the first stops we made when he arrived he was like i did some research i found that japan has places that make cake out of rice rather than like wheat flour that's all i want right now and so we went out to one of these shops as i said me personally i love these sauteed beef on beef and onions on rice if you are looking at ramen there are two great options ippudo and ichiran are both absolutely spectacular i've definitely done cons content on ichiran there are just so many options one of the reasons that i recommend ueno 
is because not only are you going to have a vast variety of normal restaurant options, but you will have the greatest density of easy to access and easy to get into izakaya in pretty much all of Tokyo, aside from street food, and we'll come back to that later. But if you go out to an area like Shibuya or Shinjuku, there's something oddly, I don't know how to put this, you kind of question like, can, can, can I go in there? It's like, can, can just anybody go into that shop or, you know, like you've got this weird hesitation with, you know, some of the shops and restaurants there, not all of them, but for some reason in an area like Ueno, just every single shop, restaurant and bar feels so opening and really gets your foot in the door, both physically and metaphorically, and gives you that little boost of comfort and confidence. I could literally sit down and go over every single reason why I think Ueno is a great start. But coming back to the street food side of things, Ueno and Amiyoko Market also has a spectacular variety of street food. If you are coming in the spring and summer and the yatai or street vendors are set up, you can go down to the pond and just have yourself a full feast. If you are not, if you're coming in fall or winter and the yatai aren't set up, you head directly into the market and there is no shortage of street food options available. And did I mention that this area is one of the easiest and best areas in all of Tokyo for easy transportation access. You're going to have three major train lines that serve you very, very well. You will have the Yamanote line, which takes you around the loop of Tokyo. You will have the Ginza line, which takes you from Asakusa to Shibuya. It is also the first Tokyo Metro line or subway line to ever be built in Japan. It was hand dug from Asakusa to Ueno. It's a really cool line. And there is the Hibiya line, which will also take you to a vast variety of places. The Hibiya and Ginza line are two of the most popular lines in all of Tokyo because they access the widest variety of places and have the easiest and best transfers. I recommend a lot of people to actually stay right in the Ueno area. If you can get a hotel in the Ueno area, your transportation around Tokyo will be so much easier. It'll be much easier to get a hotel close to the station than it will in somewhere like Shibuya or Shinjuku, and you're likely to get an even better price. So this is my personal flow for coming into Tokyo and spending the first day. I think it's very appropriate to do so because as I said, I'm off to the airport fairly soon. If you have not been following the channel itself, I actually am working through a set of videos on a road trip across Japan with some good friends. We have been having a blast putting these videos together. We went up across the Tohoku, northern Japan. We went from Morioka out to areas like Tono. We hit beaches and hidden caves. We have had so much fun. I'm not really going to be doing any podcast content on that. We were originally all going to sit down and do a podcast together, but we ended up just enjoying the trip so much that the content got kind of set aside. Sorry, guys. We do plan on making up for it in the near future, but I am going to be out of the country for a couple weeks, so we're going to have to wait on that. Podcast content will continue coming up regularly, 
And speaking of regularly, whether you are a regular listener or a brand new listener, I just want to take a few seconds to express some gratitude to you guys. I really hope that this particular episode has brought you some value. It's one that I hope that could jam pack with something that would really make your trip a little bit better. If this has given you any value whatsoever, it would mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds at the end of this to jump over to iTunes and leave a review. Every time I have a chance to read one of the reviews that you guys have left, it puts a smile on my face and more often than not inspires new content ideas. I love that feeling, that energy, that exchange between us. So again, if you have 30 seconds, it would mean the absolute world to me. Other than that, I hope that whatever you are doing today is absolutely wonderful. I hope your day is gorgeous. I'm actually going to go finish packing and head off to the airport myself. So thank you guys so much for listening today. And you know, I will talk to you again real soon.